is the OK Outcast Podcast, your home for Oklahoma political intrigue and insight. All right, folks, welcome to our show, OK Outcasts. We really enjoy everything that you do for us, and we are happy to announce this is our Festivus episode. Brittany, can you tell us about what we're going to do next? Well, yes, Chris Masterman, our our amazing host here, and I'm Brittany Novotny. Glad to be back with you. Welcome to all the new listeners. We saw the bonus episode, had a lot of new listeners on it, so... Welcome to our show about Oklahoma politics. I totally missed both of our names. And uh, today is our Festivus episode, and it is now time for the airing of grievances. Fine. <laughs> you go first. No, actually, you go, I'll go first, first, Chris. Fine. Let's, let's hear your grievances today. Okay. I'm going to talk about news here for a minute. For a later portion of our show, I'm going to be talking about some stuff that happened in the 80s. And in order to do that, I read old archives in the Oklahoman. And the reporting was so thorough. Um, it, even from the Oklahoman, which again we're going to talk about later, it was thorough, it was hard news. There was coordination with the Associated Press between Oklahoma reporters and the AP. And that is lacking in news today. Now, I'm going to use a petty example here. I was watching CBS this morning, as I almost always do. And I like hard news. So the first half hour of the show, they actually cover stuff. Um, and then they move on to a separate segment. Um, where Vlad, who I love Vlad, he's a cool guy and he actually does hard news. But in this segment, he's happy-go-lucky. And they start talking about Twitter and Disney and people leaving Disney. And they didn't set up the whole god damn thing that was they hired a new CEO because DeSantos and the former CEO were all pissed off at each other. Didn't mention that at all. So that is my grievance. So a lack of hard news and turning it into just like a funny, goofy story instead. Yeah, there were jokes made about Jiminy Cricket, and I actually like D Gail King a lot. I like everybody on the show. It's just like this. This is actually a really important thing: a corporation wanting to cooperate with the Florida state government. Yeah. Well, that's kind of. Uh... Well, and, and wanting to do so because they had their rights punished for speaking freely about a legislative issue in Florida, and the governor and his cronies like went after them in legislation. And so now uh, they're going to come to 
Florida's heel and say, oh, great Florida master, we are so sorry we upset you. And here's a new CEO that thinks more like you want to think. I would cancel my Disney Plus subscription, but I already bought it for a year. So <laughs> I... Another grievance. Another <laughs> grievance. Uh, it's like burning your sneakers after some sneaker company. Like, <laughs> the people who burn their Nikes after they already bought them. Like, yeah, yeah you really showed Nike. <laughs> like, <laughs> we already have your money. Fine. <laughs> Buy them, tie your shoelaces together, throw, throw them over a Yeah, pump. we don't care. <laughs> we got the money already. Yeah, so... Uh, but, you know, Disney did capitulate to uh, the state of Florida, and that was the real story, and that's really my entire grievance. But now it's time for your grievance. Okay, my big grievance today is also deals with Twitter, and it deals with the fact that many of my liberal and progressive friends out there are very bad at taking Republican bait, and... For example, right now, I looked at the trending topics on Twitter, and somehow hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse was a trending topic. And while we can be upset about Elon and what he's doing to Twitter, and, you know, how he's hollowed out all of their staff and doesn't want to have any kind of content moderation, those are legitimate gripes. But so often I see well-meaning lefty progressive people who want to see equal rights for like trans people for example going and interacting with accounts that are out there to troll us and make us mad and then by us interacting with them we make those tweets go viral and make a message that might not have really been catching on with that many people get to a lot more eyeballs because as soon as you comment on that post or retweet it with your own comment, yeah, maybe it feels good because you're pushing back on this terrible right-wing message. But, like, that's how the algorithm works, is, like, every time we interact with a tweet that makes us mad, it drives more viewers to that tweet and gets it more attention. So we are taking their bait, and helping spread their message that would otherwise maybe not catch on. If you really need to push back against the message, take a screenshot of the offensive tweet that you don't like, and then talk about it in your tweet so it's not showing up as a retweet. Con- so you're or saying a like. context. Yeah. So do you want some Shrunden further right now? Sure, whatever that was, what word you said was. Uh, Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude? Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, Danke. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And this basically means you take joy in something terrible happening to the bots and the scammers and everybody infesting Twitter. Um, There is a new hookup thing on the apps uh, and God, we sound like such old people. <laughs> I know <laughs> the apps. Oh, uh, you know, on the screens. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, on the apps, you can get um, a 
uh, hookup service, like Tinder, Honeybee, or whatever, um, you know, all those apps. Uh, and it pairs bots with scammers. And then <laughs> pairs scammers with scammers and pairs bots with bots. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So it's taking up a lot of that space. Getting them to interact with each other instead of fucking with us? Yeah. There's some example of like, uh, please send me a $40 gift card. No, you should send me a $40 <laughs> gift card. And it just goes back and forth for a while. And there was a Key and Peel sketch about this a while back where two scammers try to scam each other. <laughs> oh, yeah. And by a while back, I mean like over a decade. <laughs> right. We are old. We uh, are old. <laughs> so does that give you a little... <sighs> that That is fun, you know. Yeah. It, it also uh, reminds me of the Rick and Morty where like... They were trying to figure out which one was the decoy and which one was the real Rick, and like, and like going back and forth, like, no, you're the decoy, no, you're the decoy. <laughs> God damn it, Rick, I'm in. Oh, did you not silence your damn phone? I didn't silence See, my phone. More evidence of our oldness here. <laughs> Let me go ahead and uh, do the grown-up thing and turn my phone. To silent. I, uh, I looked up the buttons on how to do that. <laughs> if if you need, I can get my nephew to look at it. He's real good with the computers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one that used to be real good at the computers. I know, um, right? <laughs> uh, but anyhow, um, there's something we have to address. And it's... I... I Wish everything to the families in Colorado Springs. I have been to that town. I've been to Manitou far longer because it's more cool. But, Brittany, can you talk about that a little bit? Because I think you're more in the position to do so. Okay, yeah. So, big news. There was the uh, shooting at the Q Club, a queer nightclub in Colorado Springs over the weekend. Um, you know, this story fills me with both sadness and hope and joy in some ways, because it's terrible that, you know, this guy, um, fueled by all this anti-trans and anti-queer rhetoric out there right now, decided that he needed to go attack this club because, um, you know, social media had been posting about you know, all the queer people are trying to groom your kids to become queers and all that nonsense. And then there was something about a drag show the And next there was, day. I think, the Libs of TikTok Twitter account, was, which is an anti-LGBT hate account, um, had posted something about an upcoming drag show that was going to be all ages there in Colorado Springs or, or nearby. And so this guy takes it upon himself to go in armed and shoot up a, a queer nightclub while people were literally just hanging out at night, not all ages, but actually just an adult atmosphere, enjoying a drag show. And he, he unfortunately killed five people, including a, a trans man who was a bartender there who grew up in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, and... 
he moved there seeking you know more peace and freedom in a more tolerable state and and still found himself you know the victim in this shooting can we thank the guy that is the hero here v- former veteran who well i mean just, he is a veteran he's not uh, a former veteran okay he oh, sorry <laughs> veteran major in the army uh took it upon himself to disarm this guy kick it over uh, kicked over the long rifle um to a guy who he was like get it away from him don't use it get it away from him and apparently he said to the guy i will kill you and um well and that that's i think what gives me hope here is the story of uh richard fierro former army major he was there with his wife and daughter who was an adult daughter, but you know yeah. they all went out together because they wanted to go enjoy the the club together and enjoy the drag show. And I don't know if this gentleman was queer or not, but he's, I've been. He's ju- not. He he and his wife actually own a brewery together, and they're like they're all about equality. And he even said like I fought for America so that our kids could do whatever the hell they want. Like that's what freedom is, and. They want to enjoy a drag show. I'm going to go out and enjoy a drag show with my kids. Like, it's cool. Like, this is freedom. And so he disarmed this guy while one of the drag queens was stepping on him with her high heels. Nice. And beating him uh, with him. (laughs) And they kept this guy subdued so that this stupid fucking right wing shooter will now spend every day of the rest of his life behind bars in some form or another because he ain't getting bail. You know, he's not going to be out before trial. He's going to jail for the rest of his fucking life. And be sure and put out on the Twitters, because I didn't realize that from the story this morning, that a drag queen helped subdue a shooter. I want everyone in the pen that he has edited to <laughs> to know that a drag queen helped kick his ass. Yep. And then he can be somebody's fucking girlfriend. He's going to not have a fun time for the rest of his life. And that's good, you know, because he's going to face accountability, you know, and I think... It gives me hope to know that there are guys like that army major who now owns a brewery with his wife, who believes in true equality and freedom. And in that moment, he was a true ally and he put his life at risk to save that nightclub and um, save more people from being shot. It's terribly sad again that we lost anybody there um it, it really is and I, I thought like 25 I'm, people kind of got hurt yeah i think like chaos. 18 or 20 people okay. were either like wounded or injured in the chaos and yeah, yeah i mean you start firing shots in a nightclub like people are gonna just start scattering all directions it's gonna be madness like um you know it's it's terrible and it's it's absolutely a a this is a result of the rhetoric that the right wing has been pushing and that Elon Musk wants more of on Twitter, apparently. 
and you know. the internet has consequences you and i grew up in an era that i'm going to talk about later the early 80s um and i think it's pertinent uh that we didn't grow up with computers thus my ineptness with my phone uh we phased into it and we looked at the internet as tools and i think to your comment on elon musk expanding twitter um this new generation left right center which is gone um they all said uh this is our life i'm pointing at my computer right now um i should actually be pointing at my phone (laughs) and so uh yeah um for these things in front of Brittany and i right now we view them as tools right yeah um, if you sometimes forget your phone and you're already halfway to the store, what would you do? I just keep going, and <laughs> go do what I need to do without a phone because I do remember a time in my life as an adult where I went and did things without having any kind of phone or internet access on me at all times. Yeah, and this is something that uh, is lacking, and people are addicted to their Twitter. I mean, you post really, like, essays on Twitter. Um, it's been a while. I used to. <laughs> we, yeah. but I, I now uh, see the, 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 the that's not worth it. <laughs> the, the, the feedback loop. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh, I think that we are... Are we getting feedback? Did I... No, no. I... Uh... Just was making sure everything was good. Okay. Um, but anyhow, I uh, I want to move on to a different topic, and that is uh, Governor Stitt's son um, <laughs> got arrested. And well, not really. Uh, he didn't get arrested. He was detained. <laughs> um, he never saw cuffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. So um, you might note that. He said, who's my father? And what was the sheriff's response? Uh, yeah, the the woman, the sheriff deputy who responded oh, to the, the Guthrie haunts, I guess. It was like the haunted house up in Guthrie. Uh, everything's haunted in um, Guthrie. <laughs> well, it was for Halloween. Um, one of those fun places, like maybe a haunted field or whatever, but... He went there and was intoxicated. She shows up on the call, 20-year-old, intoxicated. Somebody's got into his truck to get some guns out. And he immediately, when he's on talking with the sheriff, is like, well, you know, just so you know, my dad is Governor Stitt. And she goes immediately, yeah, I don't care. Um but unfortunately for her, she was outranked um, up the line, and uh, she did just try to call Governor Stitt to have him come pick up his son, and at, then she said, I called the governor and asked him to come pick him up because he's 20, intoxicated, and has firearms, 
And Governor Stitt says, I'll send a trooper. So the governor, you know, midnight, whatever time it was, this was not business hours. He's not and, and, doing the business of the people. No, no, but here's the deal. If he had gone himself, PR nightmare. That's why he had to send a trooper. I know, but it's a misuse of our public resources. Those troopers that are there to guard you aren't there to run your personal errands and do your parenting for you. And like, if it if it's gonna be a PR nightmare, that's part of the, you have kids. That's part of your deal. You gotta. That's your responsibility. Like, come on, man. You don't get to just order troopers around to go take care of your kids for you. That actually is literally one of the things both the governor and light governor can do because they both have personal drivers that are troopers. I know. It just, <laughs> it's just annoying is all, you know, that these folks get to live above the law and, you know, his kid gets no consequences. If that were... That were a black kid with no political connections who was drunk and had a bunch of guns on him. Do you think they would have just let him go home? No, I don't. But I will tell you who did suffer consequences. And that was David Walters' son, the late Sean Walters. Yep. And um, I looked into this and... Uh, reading the Oklahoman archives, as I discussed earlier. Um, December 12th, the governor's son. December 12th, what year? Um, uh, <laughs> 1980. No, not 1980. It would have been, what, 89? I think I was like, Eight or nine years old, or something. When oh, uh, 1991. 91. So there we I was go. 11. Okay. Um, okay. So at that point, uh, he, I never got to talk about the 80s. Um, <laughs> so uh, the headline from the Oklahoman is Governor's Son Given Drug Fine. And here's what he did wrong. You're an attorney, Brittany. He showed remorse to the police. By the way, this drug arrest was over a bong and a pipe, and there wasn't even actual marijuana. Well, maybe residue? Uh, yeah. So they, they took some seeds. Okay. Um, and planted them and found that it didn't contain any marijuana. Um, they only got one to grow. But if you know anything about the cannabis industry, you know we still don't have testing right. All right. Um, it, it's close. Um, it's going to get there. But can you imagine, like, over 40 years ago, or 30 years ago, trying to test something and you still don't even really understand the concept of THC? All right. I mean... You have your Delta variants. Well, and all this, it's literally over some paraphernalia. Yeah. Um, so he got arrested, um, showed remorse, got arrested, went to jail, then took a polygraph test and signed an affidavit that his girlfriend living in the house didn't own any of it. 
So he, he makes sure to keep her off the hook and keep her from being in any trouble for it since it was his. Yeah. Um, part of the scandal at the time was apparently that he was living with a woman he wasn't married to. Oh, my God. And uh, <laughs> this is what you get from Democrats. Is Yeah, it was basically, look at these terrible family values they have. They got kids living together out of wedlock and doing drugs, smoking marijuana cigarettes. Well, in this case, marijuana bongs. Well, but... I know, but I was hearkening back to the old uh, reefer yes, I, madness there. Yeah, My I, bad. I, I, I know. No, it's not your bad. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, he died um, not long after. Yeah, he took his own life uh, shortly thereafter, right? So I looked into it, and... He died of an overdose on antidepressants. Oh, man. Um, and it was ruled by the coroner as just an overdose. Okay. And not a suicide. Which allowed him to actually have a mass at a Catholic church. And he couldn't have done that. Uh, it, it, like, they couldn't have put him there. Sure. So... Walters did pull some strings there, but he has a dead son that he regrets to this day. And all because he was a governor that upset the gay lords who owned the Daily Oklahoman at the time, who are very, very right-wing advocates, and uh, they really didn't like this more liberal Democrat being governor of Oklahoma. I mean, the irony here is... All the, but hey, it's okay if you're a Republican. No, (laughs) no. All the research I did this morning was on the Oklahoman. Yeah, after which I'm not saying that their hard news side covered it, but I remember their editorial side just oh yeah taking Walters to task for like you were saying that family valuesy stuff and. Oh, look at those dirty Democrats dirtying up the governor's mansion with this terrible family. And, like, I remember my mom at the time who, although she couldn't vote because she was an immigrant, um, she did pay attention to the news locally. And, you know, I remember her telling me, like, she just felt like the Gaylords really did Walters dirty and that she held them kind of responsible for... A lot of people feel that for way. ...for the son dying that way because it really seemed like he fell into that deep depression after bringing shame to his dad and his family and causing this political headache. And you know, that that was just gross, the way they treated that family. Yeah, and don't even get me started on the massacre of the Kurs. But um, another grievance. Another grievance. Festivus grievances all the way back to the early nineties. God damn it! Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> this has been your Oregon Trail episode. So uh, let's try to end on a positive note. We've got Thanksgiving coming up on Wednesday. Uh, what are you guys looking at your menu? Um, I'm looking at some, you know, Shane, my husband's grandma, she makes a good turkey that's actually moist, just not very flavorful. 
Um, probably won't, you know, her side items in particular, you know, they're older folks, their sides tend to be really bland mm-hmm. and they're from the upper Midwest. So like, yeah, you they, guys... they grew up in like North Dakota and Minnesota. You guys forgot to bring Papika And now they, with you. they live in Edmond and so, but they don't have the Southern spicy food taste that we in Oklahoma have. They have the like bland, you know, bland potatoes mm-hmm. taste of the upper Midwest. So sometimes, if your tummy is upset, a little, uh, I, and I said tummy, uh-huh. um, <laughs> uh, then you want um, something bland. Yeah. I, you want some just potato soup or something. They they love salt though. <laughs> I, I I try to keep my salt content uh-huh. low. Um, what about your menu? What do you got? got this week um so we're gonna have the traditional dinner of enchiladas yum that <laughs> yeah. sounds actually really good i'd be down for that yeah my wife makes excellent enchiladas excellent enchiladas um and she's also got all the ingredients to make an apple pie Ooh, homemade apple pies are tasty. I've and seen your wife's baking. It's she's a she's a hell of a baker. We're both very good in the kitchen, yeah. and I like to bake pies as well. I'll probably bake a pecan pie this week. So. Mm, you're going with pecan. Yeah, I like pecans, but I don't like pecan pie. Where I'm staying at in southern Oklahoma is like the home of pecans, like. There's all these like places in all the towns that are like we buy your pecans and like they do all the shelling for you and whatever. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, using nature's resources. So um, I do want to quickly get to one other more serious topic, although it's a it's a positive thing. I think um, something that's come to my attention is. Uh, um, Representative Mickey Dollins posted about this on Twitter that on uh, October 31st, some proponents filed an initiative petition to add reproductive freedom to the Oklahoma Constitution. Um, so that's exciting. So keep an eye out for proponents of State Question 828 to to be out there starting to eventually you know gather signatures once they get the go ahead and uh i need to call him um yeah uh representative dollins is a great guy i've met him um he's actually uh was on the u.s bobsled team um which gives him his nickname cool runnings well, and he's got the name of like an old like rock star, Mickey <coughs> Dollins. That's even better. Yeah, um, his other nickname is Representative Charming. So, for any of you ladies, Google him. Um, <laughs> he's a good-looking guy. Um, yeah, I I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought he might just be a pretty face who you know wouldn't necessarily be great in the legislature. Turns out, great communicator. Really understands. Um, media relations, uh... And he does work across the aisle. Which, yeah. um, he, he, there's some people that are a little critical of that, but I no, think No, you we... got to. You're not gonna get anything done in Oklahoma if you can't work with Republicans. They have a massive majority. 
Um, yeah, he's part of a caucus of twenty. You want yeah. him to? What are you, you going to do there? Do you want you want him to be like Maury Turner and just like cry and get mad and get nothing done? Then you know, hey, biting my lip here. Uh, and yeah, I. I I say, if you see somebody, and what was that petition number again? Uh, state question 828. 828. 828. Don't hate. Uh, because making sure the petition number is correct is essential. Now, I do have one grievance with it. Right. Is that it? It has a section that says, allow the state to regulate abortion after fetal viability, but not prohibit if medically needed to protect a patient's life, physical or mental health. It's watered down for sure. I I get that they're kind of trying to just make it basically be a codification of Roe v. Wade. One thing I will say about Roe v. Wade as an attorney, though, is that it was a poorly decided case that needed to be overturned, but in the other direction. Because <laughs> if you're an originalist who just looks at the words of the Constitution and uses that as your guide as to what the Constitution means, there are multiple places in the Constitution where it's clear that our rights accrue when we are born. When we are born. born. It says it right there in the Constitution that that's when our rights begin. So, like, if you're an originalist, that's the answer. Not, oh, we got to... Soro was always a weird, like, we're coming up with this new rights for babies before they're born that never existed before. And... Um, it was a weird trying to split the baby kind of decision. So do you think the new decision that's come down fits the standard of star diseases? No. <laughs> no, the, the way they overturned it was just by just deciding they didn't like it and we're going to overturn it and go the other direction. Um, it didn't follow starry decisis. It didn't follow... The rule of law generally. They just basically made up a, a decision that fit what they ideologically wanted to see happen. And they can't call it originalism. They can't call it stare decisis. They can't call it anything but being an activist court. Is stare decisis, decisis uh, is that like in the law or is it just kind of a tradition? It is part of the law, like it's part of our case law. Our case law is part of the law, though. Um, so, you know, it's always been considered a part of judicial um, restraint, is that, you know, judges should follow the decisions that have happened before. And it's not to say they can never, ever, ever overrule a really bad decision. If that were the case, you know, there would have been no Brown v. Board of Education, you know, or, you know, there would have been no um, marriage equality decision or any of that. But, you know, so it's good that they can change with the times, but, you know, that, does, that doesn't always necessarily a bad thing. It's just they're just lying when they call themselves conservative jurists who are originalists when they're not at all doing any of that like 
they're absolutely being the activist court they claim they don't want to see. Well, on that note, let's talk about, to end it, how Biden did stand up with a turkey. Biden did stand up with a turkey? Yeah. Tell me about this. I missed it. Okay, so he was doing the turkey pardoning thing, and uh, Stephen Colbert did a great bit on it. Um, I actually thought of it as soon as I saw the clip. But yeah, um, he points his wireless mic in the turkey's face and says, what do you think? And um, like, he was doing crowd work (laughs) with a turkey. Uh, So come on. That's pretty fun. So he is an originalist for pardoning the turkey. Yes. Uh, I don't, how long has that tradition been going on? Uh, I don't know. How long has, it's been all my life. Yeah, I I don't remember a time when it's not. And we're old. Um, So, um, so basically forever. (laughs) Yeah. We're olds, according to you guys. All right, Brittany, I think we're going to have to shut this down and we're going to have a bonus episode for who? Uh, for one of our listeners, we have our first patron on patreon.com slash okoutcasts. What's that website again? Patreon.com slash okoutcasts. All right. And Please visit and... Uh, we've got one more super awesome sticker to give away that you do not get to know about what it will be until it lands on your doorstep. Um, but for $5 a month, you'll get some bonus episodes, some occasional merch. So please sign up. We would love to be able to keep bringing you this great content and uh, keep you entertained when you're driving back from Texas or whatever it is you're out there doing. <laughs> I, I know at least uh, two, two of our listeners who have told me they've listened while driving back and forth between Texas. So... Yes, fill your boring drive with Brittany and Chris. Also, uh, happy birthday, Crystal. Uh, Crystal Davis, who I got to go to the Thunder game with last night. She's one of our listeners. And we got to sit courtside, and it's her birthday today. So happy birthday. I had an amazing time. That was a really cool experience. You're one year older. You're one year wiser. Don't mess up and drink a Budweiser. (laughs) i'm not sure if that means don't mess up and drink a budweiser as if like you should not drink budweiser or if it's don't mess up and then drink a budweiser but (laughs) either way either way you know have a great day and thank you all all the new listeners everybody tuning in who's been with us the whole time uh we're gonna try and keep bringing you good content And remember, patreon.com slash okoutcasts. And uh, have a happy Thanksgiving and a fun Festivus. Masterman out. Peace.